Welcome. I hope you're having a festive day. You are listening to Provisions and Libations, and I am your host, Robin Bogue, on the Mission Matters Podcast Network. Today's topic is the Paso Robles Distillery Trail. Located in Paso Robles and travels down the 101 to Arroyo Grande, about 40 miles long or 40 miles south, there's 13 distilleries and they distill everything from vodka to gin to brandy, whiskey. They make infused spirits, mostly vodka, and then um, they make amazing craft cocktails. I was lucky enough, fortunate enough, to be on the Paso Robles Distillery Trail twice this week. I operate a tour company, and I take people out wine tasting, spirit tasting. We can even do Epicurean style, where we do olive oil and cheese and apples, um, anything other than um, straight alcohol. Um, We can go to restaurants and things like that. And so this week, I had two days back-to-back in Paso Robles. Paso Robles is on the central coast of California, and it's about an hour north of where I live. And so um, for all of us South County patrons, it's a treat for us to get a drive over the grade and um, inner wine country up in Paso, and Paso for short for Paso Robles, or El Paso de Robles, if you wanted to be very formal. But in the last like 10 years, they've uh, been creating a distillery trail. They have a, a distillery trail weekend and um, they do a lot for the distilleries in the area to um, promote them and get people to stop and visit. And my two tours back to back to Paso happened to include spirit tasting. And so I wanted to tell you a little bit about that because both sets of clients, they didn't know each other. One set was from New York and um, on a date weekend. And we were doing red wines of Paso, but we also had added a distillery. And we had gone to Villa Cana, and that is on the west side of Paso Robles. They're also a winery. That's what they started out as. I was I stayed with my clients and listened to them while they did their tasting and talked with a gal that worked there and um, wanted to learn a little bit more about them as I know their cucumber vodka, infused vodka is very popular. I know lots of my friends have that. And I had promoted that in the vehicle when we were driving. I'm not able to taste when I'm driving. My blood alcohol level can only be 0.02. Otherwise, I would be operating illegally. And so, of course, there's no room for me to be able to try anything. So I can't wait to go back. But as stated, the cucumber vodka, along with their citrus mixers, were what everyone ended up buying when they were there at Billacona on yesterday. And um, there were other guests that were in the room tasting at the same time my clients were tasting. And I didn't have the opportunity to go and tell them, oh, by the way, blah, blah, blah. This is what what I know about this place. I just kind of listened and um, took in so that way I could learn more. And the other two sets of people that were there ended up buying the cucumber vodka as well. And so I thought that was super interesting. Um, it just shows you that it's um, it's a great package. The design is wonderful, but then the product is amazing as well. So then fast forwarding to today. Today was a spirits only tasting 
And this was an auction item I had donated for um, a local organization for the Elks Rodeo. And this was for one of the queen candidates. And they bought this package golf tournament auction. And we finally got to go out on the trail today and visit the wineries and the distilleries. And we started the day because I I don't recommend doing three spirit stops in a day. That's quite a bit to take in. So we ended up stopping at Letitia and had um, a sparkling wine flight. And then we drove north about another 30 miles. And our first stop was Donati Family Vineyards, which is first originally known as a vineyard, and now they are also a distillery. I highly recommend going there. The time that we spent there, um, I enjoyed myself immensely. Although I'm not able to taste, I was able to talk to the staff. I was able to listen to my clients as they were doing their tasting. And their favorite was the citrus vodka and uh, the blood orange vodka. And that is what they ended up purchasing. I was able to get more information about the distillery trail. I didn't know that it had been so advanced that they actually have a organization. A It's a, I believe it's a, a 501c6 that runs their, um, their organization. And they actually have a website. It's called PasaRobosDistilleryTrail.com. And they um, have copper cards that you can purchase. It's $125 to purchase the card. And um, it's really cool looking. And then that that entails you a complimentary tasting at each of these distilleries. And like I said before, there's 13 of them. Once you go to six, you could turn in your card that that you pick up at the distillery and then you have it punched by each of the distilleries when you go and visit it. Once you hit six, you can turn it in and get swag. And so I went ahead and went through the card to see how many I've been to in my lifetime. And I've been to seven. So although I don't have the proper punches, I need to go back and say, hey, I've tasted your spirits. Can you punch my card? Because I want the swag. So they have now um, turned it into where it's a little bit of a fun game or um, just an adventure. And um, at the end of it, you get a little prize, a little token. So I don't know what you receive as a complimentary gift once you go there, um, but I definitely want to find out. So I will be. following up with that shortly as the fall comes because I will be in the area again more more frequently. So one of the things about these distilleries is they are nestled in the vineyards and located in industrial zones. So it's not like there's this whole row that you go and drive two and they're side by side by side they're nestled in you actually don't even really know until you get out of your vehicle and go walk into the building I can tell you yesterday and today I peeked in and um, looked at the equipment their distillation pots and they're all in copper they're tall they're 30 feet they climb the walls of the wineries They look like instruments that would play music. They're copper with round holes that have looking glasses or maybe escape holes because as they're distilling the vodka, the steam, because it's with a lot of heat and then it separates the 
the alcohol and then that's how they distill it. And they have to have a release to get rid of the, the heat from the steam. But they look like you would be um, like on a, a big ferry or a large boat like the Titanic out on the ocean and, you know, their horns and, you know, the horns, they're super ornate and beautiful. All of these distillation pots that I've looked at for the last couple of days, they were gorgeous that I would love to have one in my home just as decoration because it looks so neat. Um, I definitely recommend running by and looking at one. They're just all their bells and whistles are very shiny and interesting to look at. Going down the distillery trail, it allows you the opportunity to learn the art and science behind artisan craft spirits made from fruit, grain, and botanicals. I know a lot of people don't understand where spirits come from. I've had this conversation in my car over the last two days, as well as in past experiences. Vodka, we all think, comes from potatoes and it comes from Russia, but it doesn't. They're able to make it from other ingredients. It's not the same anymore that we've advanced in our stewardship of creating new cocktails and the way that we create them and what we create them from. And so it's just really interesting to go and taste the spirit and then find out that it's made from rice when you're expecting them to say potato. So um, I highly recommend taking the time. I don't recommend doing it and then driving. You could actually call somebody and have them take you. That would be a little bit safer of a bet just because um, that after a tasting that you, you feel it pretty much that we ended up having food in the car and they were able to eat after each stop. So in that way, they were not intoxicated by the end of the day. It definitely helps. Or we can do a quick drive through through Taco Bell, which I've been known to do. So um, I just wanted to share with you a little bit of information about our third stop today. We stopped at Tin City Distillery. Tin City is known for a Tin City. It is a group or a set of buildings or bungalows that are all made from tin. And they are a food beverage scene. They have filled all of their buildings full of wineries, breweries, distilleries, food like ice cream, olive oil, barrel house brew with, you know, food and drinks. They have you can spend the whole day there and it's really literally a tin city. You drive about a quarter mile off the frontage road from 101 in Templeton and you literally see a rock that says tin city and right behind it is a tin building. And as you make that left turn and drive down and it's pretty much a square and within that square on both sides, it is filled with all of these amazing food and beverage producers that have created this little new Mecca called Tin City. And that's where our third location was today. And we went to Tin City Distillery. I took a moment to talk to the young men that worked in the distillery. They were making craft cocktails for my clients. My clients were able to order um, one of every different thing. It was called the Dove, uh, a Moscow Mule. Uh, 
They, you know, some of them had, they were regular cocktails, a whiskey sour, although he didn't make the, he didn't have it from whiskey. He had it made from gin and he liked it, but then he switched to an old fashioned and um, they were able to try things that were similar to what we know normally in a bar, but then they've made their own. And so um, I was, I took a moment to ask the young men working what it was about their distillery. So in their words, this is what they have to say. Is it a story? Not really. Uh, so, it's a radio silence. It's a little drink back here. So it started with Barrel House. And uh, so they're kind of the foundation. They've been offered to this guy, Mike English, who owns this whole area, to take over that building. And uh, once they got in there, I think you just kind of had like a grand vision. Put a wineries, distilleries, breweries. It's just a big drinking community with farmers. So, what do you what do you guys know for? We're distilleries. What about our experience? Which one is your most popular? Um, there's not really one. I mean, a lot of the grain experience over there are really popular. The whiskeys are phenomenal. People really love jam, but it just depends on what you like drink. The drink that my clients ended up getting was the Pino and they loved it. It had a dried orange slice on the top. I do have pictures. I um, will have them on my website at eatdrinkandbemerry.online so that you can see these drinks. They did make them literally right in front of everyone and they were, you know, pulling out all the moves. One of the... uh, bartenders was able to uh, mix two drinks at the same time. He did one and then the other, but then he shook them at the same time with the shakers and um, had a little dance that he did with it. And everyone was hooting and hollering and saying how fancy he was. And he's like, well, I really could do three, but there wasn't anyone else in line for us to wait and see him do three because he'd already made the other mix, the other drinks. So we weren't able to see that, but that was a lot of fun because, you know, when you're at, at a bar, sometimes the bartenders are really animated and fun and they spin the bottles on their hand and, you know, do a little dance and, you know, they like to spin it around and, you know, it they have fun doing it. And so that added to the ambiance of the day. So I definitely recommend doing that. I look forward to doing it myself. I um, both days said, next time you guys, I go with you. I hire a driver so that I can taste and I can be able to partake in all the festivities because I see through them how much fun they're having and it makes me want to join them. So um, maybe one day soon. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow Provisions and Libations wherever you listen to podcasts. I will be back next week with an all new episode. I'm your host, Robin Bogue. You can learn about me on my website, eatdrinkandbemerry.online or my LinkedIn profile, Robin Bogue. I look forward to entertaining you, informing you, and enlightening you with the perfect accommodations for connoisseurs of provisions and libations with an Epicurean flair. But first, let's eat and drink. <laughs>